0: Listening to the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm best known for being a content creator and producer in mainly the beauty and self help space. I created this podcast because I believe every woman deserves to do more than just admire beautiful, successful, happy women, but also experience being one herself. If you're tired of the noise of the world telling you how you should look or how you should behave, how you should feel, what you should want, what your life should look like, and instead are ready to live a life on your terms and decide what that means for you, you've come to the right place. A new episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast goes up every single Thursday with one goal in mind, to bring you something of value that you can use to make your life happier, healthier, and or sexier. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or shared this with your friends on social media. If you do, please take a screenshot and email it to hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and in return, you will receive a handful of exclusive content such as my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest and healthiest hair possible as well as some of my favorite quick healthy snacks and also so much more. All totally free and will arrive to your inbox almost instantly. It's my way of saying thank you for helping this show to grow one of my favorite tips that i've given throughout ever since i started opening my mouth and sharing my thoughts online is being your own best friend i get so many questions about so many things people come to me asking for advice and i love helping whenever i can however i can i think that so many of you have reached out to me and like you guys know that i'm pretty present. Like when I take time to respond, like I really respond because I just don't think that everything and every problem in life is like a one size cures all sort of thing. So I really try to ask questions and listen um, to what you're telling me. And most of the time when people are conflicted, like one of the things, it's kind of like a common thread, I guess. Most of the time when people are conflicted about what to do, the most basic piece of advice that I have is What if your best friend or someone you really cared about came to you with the same problem or something similar? Maybe one already has. And you know how it is. Your friend is going through something and you're like, oh, I wish they would try this or I wish they would just get this through their head or I wish that, you know, they would see it this way or they could see what I'm seeing because you just know that's what they really need. You know almost better what they need than sometimes they know what they need, especially when they're really like looking at a problem from a centimeter away. You know, you see things so clearly and they're just so confused or stressed or upset. And think about if someone that you care for very deeply came to you with a similar situation to whatever the one you're in is. You know, what advice would you give them? Take that same advice for yourself. I know it's so hard and it's so hard with when it's us because it's just so much more intense. You're more invested. You're more involved. You're experiencing You're experiencing it all like front row seat. You're up close and personal with it. And it's like a different kind of attachment. And it's really hard to see the bigger picture. It's really hard to see the full picture when you're in it. Sometimes things happen and we don't even see the reason for why it had to happen that way until way later. And then it's like, oh... Now it all makes sense. And it's kind of hard to remind yourself of that in in moments where you're feeling intense emotions. It's important to remind yourself of those things though because it helps make things a lot easier in the present. But pulling yourself out of yourself and thinking of yourself as kind of like a separate person, as weird as this sounds, can be one of the most helpful things that you do for yourself. It's a way of detaching from your feelings your thoughts, your emotions, just enough to make the right decision for yourself. I kind of like to view myself, this is how I'm going to explain it. I like to view myself as a person that I just love so much that lives with me. Like wherever I go, they're like my shadow. They're here with me. I'm responsible for them. I think of myself as like, I'm Jessica, right? And I'll literally ask myself sometimes like, what does Jessica need today? What does she deserve today? What maybe isn't what she wants, but will be good for her in the long run? You've got to like yourself. You've got to love yourself. You've got to love yourself even when you don't like yourself. You've got to love yourself even when you find yourself to be kind of almost borderline unlikable, unlovable. It's kind of like you're your own dog. You're your own child. You're your own responsibility. And you've got to give yourself that same kind of unconditional love. It's just like, look, I I love Cupcake, don't get me wrong. But when she shits in the middle of the hallway, I'm pissed, okay? When she pees somewhere... And I'm walking barefoot and I accidentally step in her piss as I'm walking to my shoes so I could go out and I have to, like, cancel my Uber so I could go wash my feet and clean the floor and then finally, you know, order another Uber and put my shoes on. Like, as much as I hate her in that moment, I still love her and, like, she's, I'm responsible for her. So you've got to kind of see yourself that same way, you know, when you have, because we all have, like shit-in-the-hallway moments, okay? Not literally, maybe. I hope not. I mean, no judgment, but really? (laughs) But you have to kind of view yourself with that same kind of unconditional love, you know? And how are you showing up for yourself today? How are you showing up for yourself every day? How do you usually show up for yourself? Do you just let yourself do whatever, feel whatever, cope however, and just like, Whatever it is is just fine and it'll just, well, whatever. We're trying to figure it out, but we don't really know what the hell we're doing. I think that most of us do that. And I've done it. And I still do it sometimes. Obviously, like, I'm not here with, like, I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I still deal with things and learn things all the time. And this is part part of why I make this podcast is because I share what I'm learning as I'm learning it so that hopefully I can make someone else's journey a little bit easier um, a little bit less painful. Um, I'm just being real with you guys. Like, don't think that I'm like perfect. But this is what I do when I know that I really need to do it. And it's what's pulled me out of a lot of really um, difficult situations, darker situations, just funks and all kinds of stuff. Um, But that's usually like when I let myself just do whatever, feel whatever, and kind of like let myself sort of run amok. Usually that's when I'll feel the worst or I'm just not operating anywhere near my best. It's almost like I forget who I even am and what I'm even supposed to be doing. So put yourself first. Baby yourself. Be nice to yourself. It takes training for a lot of us. I think most of us do such a great job at beating ourselves up and criticizing ourselves. And I think... I mean, it's different it depends on how you do it. Like are you doing it in a loving way or are you doing it in a hateful way? And sometimes I feel like we do it in a really not nice way. And it's really all about delivery. Pay attention to your internal dialogue. Like do you ber- berate yourself for not being something enough or getting something wrong or do you have do you have patience with yourself like okay, this wasn't quite your best, but let's try again. Or let's see what we can do here. or What can we learn from this situation? How can we do this better next time? Um, there's a difference. Like, you see how different that is? I feel like sometimes we just, like, really attack ourselves and can go into, like, a really dark downward spiral of, of, of really, you know, mean thoughts and it's like how how you talk to yourself i've always said this but the conversation that you have with yourself is the most important conversation because we're constantly talking to ourselves we're in a constant conversation with ourselves you don't have to be talking to yourself out loud we're always talking to ourselves in our heads through our thoughts and you know our thoughts are guiding you know our feelings and our feelings are making our thoughts either you know bigger and better or bigger and worse um so in a way, I kind of view myself as almost two parts. You know how a lot of people say, like you might've heard Oprah say this if you follow Oprah, which it's like, if you don't, what are you, like one of five people? Um, but anyway, she said we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Well, I kind of view myself as two parts. There's the part of me that's very much experiencing life, you know, having that human experience. And the other part is, the more spiritual part, the higher self, the more detached, more seeing the bigger picture, more here to take care of the part that is experiencing life. Obviously, I don't consciously think like this all day, every day. I think that's kind of strange, unrealistic. I mean, you know, we're humans. We got to be human too, you know. But when I'm going through stuff and when I'm trying to keep myself on track, Oh, fuck yes. Like this is how this is how I'm handling business. I'll usually just take time alone to just really be with myself and take care of myself, especially when I need it. And here's something that's really interesting that I've caught myself doing when I've had really dramatic emotional episodes. I kind of talk to myself in the third person. Not usually out loud, it's usually like in my head, but again, we're always talking to ourselves. But I talk to myself in the third person and I see that as me showing up as my own best friend. And I actually did some research and I looked this up to see if it's normal because like I kind of noticed myself do that and I hate using the word normal, by the way, normal is so relative, but I caught myself doing that and I was like, is this like a normal thing? Like, is this something that people do? And I looked up that if it's normal to talk to yourself in the third person, obviously not to other people. Like, I'm not going to go sit down at the restaurant and say, Jessica would like the eggs benedict and a mimosa without orange juice, please. And thank you. Like, no, that's not that would be a very interesting way to live. But I I looked up, you know, how you talk to yourself and if it's normal to talk to yourself in the third person. When you are, you know, in your alone time or just like in your head or whatever. And what had come up was it's a technique that actually therapists, some therapists have recommended. There have been many studies about it. And it's kind of, it's something that can really help people who are coping. Um, It's like a good coping mechanism. It's a good, um, if like if you're going through depression, it can be really helpful for some people. Um, When you're going through, like here's what the studies have shown is that when you're going through an emotional episode and you're feeling really down, it's really easy to get so wrapped up in yourself. I'm feeling this. I did that. Me, me, me. What's wrong with me? I, you know, like we all know the internal dialogue and oftentimes it's probably a lot more specific and dark than what I just said, but you catch my drift. Like, you know, the category that we're talking about. I think we've all been there. And studies have shown that instead of saying, I'm so depressed, I'm so upset, I'm so heartbroken, and instead saying, okay, so Jessica's feeling down today, <laughs> Jessica's upset because of this reason, um, or Jessica's upset and she, she's not really sure why, it really quickly lowers the intensity of the emotions that people are experiencing. It's almost mind-blowing. And it really helps people to get a hold of get a better hold of their emotions and like what's going on inside of them. So next time you're having an intense or heavily repeated unpleasant thought, address your feeling. Try addressing your feeling in the third person, mentally to yourself or out loud if you feel like you can, if you're alone. Um, Either way, it really works and it helps a lot. It helps you look at the situation more objectively, more rationally, which is probably usually the best for when you're trying to sort things out. Because if you've had any experience in life, I feel like nine times out of 10, it's better to respond respond to things from a more rational point than from an extremely emotional point. Like when your emotions are really heightened, you're probably not responding to things in the most productive way. So when you're getting to extreme emotions, your logic really starts to kind of get pushed all the way back, like into the back of the bus, right? according to the studies and from what I've experienced with myself is by addressing myself in the third person, talking to myself in the third person, um, it really helps. It really helps to help you get a grip in the moment. In my opinion, this is like an extreme but really specific version of self-care. I mean, this is to me like the big guns. Like, yeah, self-care can be, you know, a little sunshine, a little exercise, some meditation, time alone, do a little dance, you know, face mask. But I also really believe that self-care is also about doing the not-so-cutesy, not-so-glamorous stuff that you do to help you get more out of this life because you care about you. So everything that we choose to do or not to do is either out of love or out of fear. Really, if you break it down, even everything you want There are certain things you want because you love them and then there are certain things that you want out of more of like ego. Ego is, it's a product of fear. (laughs) But everything we choose to do or not to do also shows us how much we love and care about ourselves and how much we value ourselves and how much we feel, how, how we feel about ourselves. So if you valued yourself more, what would that look like? Okay, so here are some questions that I want you to think about when you're done listening to this episode today, is if you valued yourself more, what would that look like? What would you do more of? What would you make more time for? What would you cut back on? Those are some really important questions to ask yourself. And it's really important to, of course, like I always say, like being being your own best friend, you have to nurture your relationship with yourself the same way you would nurture your relationship with anyone that you really care about. So it's really important to, you know, ask yourself the right kinds of questions and figure out what you really want. I do believe that these things can really help you have a happier life experience, a less stressful life experience. And to me, if I can help anyone have like make their lives a little bit easier, I'm happy. That's all for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and got something of value out of it. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and review and or share this with your friends on social media. If you do either please take a screenshot and email it to me at at jessicaharlow.com. You won't regret it. In return, you will receive a handful of exclusive content such as my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest and healthiest hair possible, as well as some of my favorite quick and healthy snacks and so much more. It's my way of saying thank you for helping the show to grow. With that said, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.